your best at the world's most awarded school, Hello, Global Indian International Welcome School. Welcome to Global Indian International School, Dubai Radio Station. I am Suman from Grade 3A. Today we are on the theme, My Favorite English Classic Story. So, which I chose from my English textbook, the story called The Story of Rudolph, which is one of my favorite story, written by Robert L. May. The characters, which is Santa, his elves, and the reindeer, and the main character, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So the story goes like this. Rudolph lived in Toyland, in the North Pole. He was younger and smaller than the other reindeer there. They all had proud, tall anklers. Rudolph's anklers were very tiny. Worst of all, Rudolph had a nose that was big and bright red. It was so red it glowed in the dark. Poor Rudolph, he wanted to be like the other reindeer in Toyland. The other reindeer made fun of Rudolph and called him names. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, they they teased. Before Christmas Eve, Santa's elf posted a sign on the gate to Toyland. All the reindeer were asked to line up at 8 o'clock in the meadow. Santa Claus was coming to choose a team that would deliver presents to every good little boy and girl in the world. The reindeer danced with joy when they heard the news. Each reindeer hoped he would be chosen to guide Santa's sleigh. Rudolph sighed. He did not want Santa to see his bright red nose. At 8 o'clock, when all the reindeer had gone to the meadow, Rudolph hid behind a holly hedge, behind a thick bush with bright red berries. No one could find Rudolph with his bright red nose. In the meadow, all the reindeer in Toyland, except Rudolph, stood in line with, while Santa ins- inspected them. Santa chose carefully only the fastest, the strongest, and best reindeer would do. Dasher is the biggest, said Santa. Dasher, wrote his elf assistant in a big book. And Dancer is the strongest, said Santa, pulling his beard. Dancer, wrote the elf. Ho, ho, let's see, continued Santa. Prancer and Vixen make the smoothest landing on rooftops. Comet is the fastest and Cupid is the most sure-footed. I picked them. And, And, said Santa, I choose Donder and Blitzen. They are the best at turning over treetops and landing smoothly. When all the selections were done, the reindeer danced and clinked their anklers together in happiness. Even the reindeer who weren't chosen were given good jobs. One was to try out toy electric trains. Another was to hug Christmas kittens. The only reindeer without a job was Rudolph. He wanted to help, but he knew the others would laugh at him. So he stayed behind the holly hedge. At last, it was Christmas Eve. Santa's elves were busy packing the sleigh. I don't care if they make fun of me, said Rudolph suddenly. I want to help too. He dashed from his hiding place and went to find Santa. The night was bitter cold and a terrible fog covered the earth. Santa's elves kept bumping into each other as they hitched up the team. They could hardly see as they put on each bright red harness and tied each jingle bell. And where's my Christmas list? I can't see it. A thing in this fog, cried Santa. Just then a soft red glow lit up the snow. Thank goodness, said Santa, suddenly jolly again. I have found my list. Ho ho Who brought me who brought this fine lantern? asked Santa. I must take it with me. It's not a lantern, said Ru- Rudolph shyly. The light comes from my my nose. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, said Santa. I'm glad to see you. Your light will guide my sleigh tonight. I appoint you head of my team. 
Rudolph held his head up high. Proudly, he walked to the front of the team. All the other reindeer bowed. Donder and Dash Dancer helped Rudolph put on his harness. Then down, through, then down, down through the clouds and over the sleeping houses, Santa and his team flew on the foggy Christmas Eve. And leading the whole procession was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The end. What I mostly like about the story are, Mr. Robert O'May gave a beautiful ending to the story. Do not make, do not judge or make fun of anyone about their appearance. Should not be scared or shy about helping others and be confident. Christmas is one of the most favorite festivals for kids, as they receive gifts for being good, as well good as me. Day, Thank everyone. you. You are listening to GIS Radio, the Global Indian International School Dubai radio station with RJ Ridan. Today, I'm on radio to narrate a classical English poem, Pegasus, by Eleanor Fargion. Fargion was born on February 13, 1881. In London, England, Fargion became known for her poems, fantasy stories, plays, historical books, and music. I choose to narrate this poem as it helped me stretch my imagination, making me believe that everything is possible. Let's give wings to our imagination and fly with Pegasus. From the blood of Medusa, Pegasus sprang, his hoof of heaven, like melody rang, his whinny was sweeter than Orpheus' ire, the wing on his shoulder was brighter than fire, his tail was a fountain, his nostrils were caves, his mane and his forelock were musical waves, he neighed like a trumpet, he cooed like a dove. He was stronger than terror and swifter than love. He could not be captured, he could not be bought. His rhythm was running, his standing was thought. With one eye on sorrow and one eye on mirth, he galloped in heaven and gambled on earth. And only the poet with wings to his brain can mount him and ride him without any reins. The stallion of heaven, the steed of the skies, the horse of the singer who sings as he flies. I hope you enjoyed my journey with Pegasus. It's said that reading is like dreaming with eyes wide open. So friends, keep reading. Keep dreaming. This is your RJ Ridan signing. You're listening to RJ Tisya from JIIS It was very exciting, and you never knew what was going to happen next. I also liked it because it was very funny, and some of the things they did to each other were horrible. You won't believe this, though. Mr. Twid let his wife float away in the sky. Now, Mrs. Twit is just as bad as Mr. Twit. She is mean and she is horrible, like Mr. Twit. You can see why they got married, can't you? For example, she put worms instead of spaghetti in Mr. Twit's bowl. You can see how naughty they are now, can't you? This, is the, this book is probably one of the best books I've ever read. Overall, this book is one of a kind. If I had enough copies, I would give it out to the whole of the town. Well, wishes can become a reality someday, you know. So, my dear beautiful people of Dubai, keep wishing, keep smiling, and yeah, keep reading. I believe that I am special. I believe in a world with no boundaries.
best at the world's most awarded school, Global Indian International School. To R.J. Pranveer from G.I.I.S. Radio, Global Indian International School. Today I'm going to tell you all one story named Little Red Riding Hood. Once upon a time, there was a little girl and her mother. The girl's name was Little Red Riding Hood because she liked wearing a hood since childhood. So her mother made cookies and some porridge to give to her sick grandmother. Little Red Riding Hood put on her red hood as usual and was so eager to visit her grandmother. Little Red Riding Hood and her mother lived in a cottage in the forest. When little girl when the little girl was about to leave, her mother told her not to leave the bunny road. While she was walking, she was also thinking why the road was called bunny road. Uh, because since she started her journey to her the other side of the forest to get to her grandmother's house she had not seen a single bunny then she saw a beautiful flowers which she had never seen before she wanted to get some flowers for her sick grandmother when she was picking some flowers off the side, sick grandmother, she got lost. The, then she saw a wolf which is big and bad, trying to escape from the hunter. Then he escaped. He came to me, uh, to her, to ask where I, she is going all alone and he asked her because she did not know what to do she had told him that she was going to meet her grandmother's house grandmother to give her some cookies and porridge her mother made because she was ill so the wolf helped her to get uh, go on to the bunny road and he took a shortcut to her grandmother's house And this is RJ Malvika, and today we are going to be talking about English classics. Who doesn't love a good English story or a poem? So we are going to be talking about some of our favorite books and some of our favorite, most favorite poems. So would you like to start off with the news first? Okay, um, I have one news that is IPL will be allowing visitors to enter the stadiums. Oh, finally, now we can actually watch the IPL. Yeah, I'm so excited. And watching them actually, not them just like sitting at home eating popcorn. <laughs> so, um, first we're going to start off with the books. 
So, what's your favorite book right now that you're obsessed with completely? Um, I think Macbeth by Shakespeare. Oh, cool. Yeah. Would you like to speak anything about it or something? After reading Macbeth, I have mixed reviews on the play. On one hand, I appreciate how well throughout Macbeth was, and despite being made over a few centuries ago, it is still difficult for other writers to compete with, which shows how ahead of times Shakespeare really was. I would argue that the reason Shakespeare remains relevant is due to his interesting dialogue. Even though many people don't speak or understand Shakespearean, in my opinion, readers remain enticed because they seek to understand Shakespearean and consider it as a challenge to see if they can understand it. As they continue to do this, they are bound to be drawn into the plot. The plot shows a soldier with increasing mental problems after he killed his king and best friend because three witches told him a prophecy. How can you not get pulled into this play? However, on the other hand, I think that Shakespeare should have spent more time focusing on Banker's reaction to the witches and Lady Macbeth's guilt as these scenes came across as rushed to me. Because of these reasons, I would give Shakespeare 3.9 out of 5 stars. Okay, so my story, my one of my most favorite stories of all, it would be A Thud in the Middle of the Night. It was written by Arthi Menon and it has a rating of 4 stars. Here's a little bit about the book. Tam sensed that the whole house was sleeping. Suddenly, breaking the quiet of the night, she hears a thud. Her heart almost stopped. The running of feet became louder and louder. She shut her eyes and held Mira, who was one of her sisters, who didn't move. Arch, Tam, and Mira are spending their holidays in Ilatur, a little village in Kerala, when Arj's mother's jewelry gets stolen. They decide to become detectives and catch the thief, but there's so many suspects. Is it pinching Ko Davis or Dimacheti, the milking lady who's fatter than her cow? Is it Double Mean, the fisher lady who starves the cat? Or Tarama, the retired poor nurse who has a BMW? Or Well Cleaner Money with her his upside-down Russian secret? Who do you think the thief could possibly be? Well, this this whole story is like completely like curious. It makes you curious because of how much suspects and how much mystery there is. And I'll tell you, it is very good. And like at the end, it was like a big plot twist. So we're going to listen to a song and then we're going to go to poems. So let's listen to our first song. Okay, so we're back and now we're going to be talking about some poems. So my favorite poem of all time is A Lotus by Rabindranath Tagore. Here's how it goes. On the day when the lotus bloomed, alas, my mind was straying, and I knew not. My basket was empty and the flower remained unheeded. Only now and again, a sadness fell upon me. 
and I started up from my dream and felt a sweet trace of a strange fragness in the south wind. That vague sweetness made my heart ache with longing and it seemed to me that it was the eager breath of summer seeking for its completion. I knew not then that it was so near that it was mine and that this perfect sweetness had blossomed in the depth of my own heart. And this full poem is like so good. So Vanchika, what's your favorite poem? Um, it's Flower School by Rabindranath Tagore. When storm clouds rumble in the sky and June showers come down, the moist east wind comes marching over the heat to blow its bagpipes among the bamboos. Then crowds of flowers come out of a sudden from nobody knows where and dance upon the grass in wild glee. Mother, I really think the flowers go to school underground. They do their lessons with doors shut and if they want to come out to play before it is time, their master makes them stand in a corner. When the rains come, they have their holidays. Branches clash together in the forest and the leaves rustle in the wild wind. The thunder clouds clap their giant hands and the flower children rush out in dresses of pink and yellow and white. Do you know, mother, their home is in the sky where the stars are? Haven't you seen how eager they are to get there? Don't you know why they are in such a hurry? Of course, I can guess to whom they raise their arms. They have their mother as I have my own. Oh, how cute. Well, now we're going to be saying a little bit about their summary of our favorite poems. So since I um, talked about Lotus um, by Rabindranath Tagore, I'm going to say a little bit of a summary. The poem Lotus by Rabindranath Tagore is a beautiful poem with spiritual meaning. It's very deep. Lotus in the poem is symbolic for blossoming spirits, a sense in the poet's mind and that ushers in the universal consequences. In the first uh, stanza, the poem says the day the lotus bloomed, his mind was straying and he knew it was not when the lotus blossomed. In the second stanza, the poet says that he was in need of the lotus. However, when he went in search for it in his empty basket, he could not find it as his mind was lost in its own thoughts. In the third stanza, the poet says he kept missing the lotus with undefined sadness. He even had trouble addressing sweetness. And but he kept sensing the lotus's fragrance in the south wind he brought. The fourth stanza, the poet says that he longed for the lotus with an aching heart. He felt this longing to be breath of summer seeking its accumulation. In the last stanza, the poet reveals to the readers that the lotus that he had been seeking outside had actually blossomed and bloomed in the innermost core of his heart. Technically, the lotus is like a spirituality in the name of the most important yoga chakra, Saskara, I don't know how to say it, but yeah. It's believed that when the chakra becomes active, one attains the complete enlightenment and self-realization. What about your summary of your favorite poem? Okay, this is a very short summary. The poem is a vivid description of budding flowers and the growth in spring and it compares flowers to young school children. The speaker seems to be a young child who speaks to a mother figure in the poem saying that he believes that the flowers must go to school underground. The flowers bursting from the ground and reaching to the sky for their mother reminds the poet of vibrant school children who have been kept indoors for too long. Okay, so now we're going to listen to our last song and then we're just going to leave because obviously we're in school right now. So um, yeah, so we're going to listen to our last song and then we'll end it out. I 
So we're back and I'll tell you right now, English classics, I love reading and like reciting. I like reading, reading out loud. Even you're really good at English, like you get a lot of marks for English, don't you? I am. No, I, I lose quite a lot of marks. I got bad marks early. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, like uh, in this PD1 exam, I got really bad marks. Marks? Oh. <laughs> oh god, nowadays we're just saying like all like pandemic stuff. Anyways. Um, Manchuka is really good in English. I love how she writes her like you know letter writings and stuff. It's so detailed. I love how like detailed it is. It takes me so much time. Otherwise, I just go on like find <laughs> random things and stick them together. Yeah, her English is also like so like precise, like so precise. <laughs> Before in grade six, uh, she used to point at all of my English mistakes. Really? Used to, used to. And I used to be like, oh my god, even I didn't notice that. Yeah, whenever I used to make like a spelling error, you would be like, Malika, there's spelling error in this one. Okay, <laughs> maybe. I never notice any of that. I just like write fast and furious and then I'm done. That's a good movie. If I... <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. also English movies, so yeah. Um, what's your favorite like English movie? I like The Grinch. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch so many English movies, but I like Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, like okay. Cool. Yeah, that's really good. I like listen like I like uh watching like Christmas classics. Those are like, you know, like The Grinch and all of those movies, The Elf and all of that. Those are really like fun, funny Christmas themed movies. You're supposed to watch it during Christmas, but I watch it every single day. <laughs> so yeah. Um well, we had so much fun in this radio show. Now it's almost going to be the end of our break. So we should go <laughs> before <laughs> And now we're going to just listen to one last time again. Uh, no, that, that, that's not like what I, I didn't mean like the English word one last time. It's a song one last time. So we're just going to listen to that. And yeah, we're going to see you in next week's radio. And I'm going to be, we're going to be doing live then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> to the fire i know i should have fought it at least i'm being honest feel like a failure cause i know that i failed you i should have done you better cause you don't want a liar and i know and i know and i know she gives you everything but boy i couldn't give it to you and i know and i know and i know that you got everything but i got nothing welcome to the gis smart campus where student-centered pedagogy meets a digitally-powered learning environment to create a whole new educational experience. Here, the latest teaching tools make learning fun and interactive for the students to help achieve enhanced learning outcomes. GIIS 9 GEMS Dynamic Framework aims at fostering all-round character development in students through an integrated, holistic approach to learning. We place the highest emphasis on excellence in academia through the integration of best practices, latest technology and state-of-the-art conducive learning environments. We can maximize our students' learning outcomes. Sports fields and sports facilities are classrooms where students learn teamwork, discipline and determination as well as the importance of a healthy lifestyle and a balanced approach to their studies. Our new art and performance spaces bring students' creative nature to the fore, allowing them to discover themselves and express their passions and emotions in a nurturing, safe environment. By fostering creativity, self-expression and out-of-the-box thinking, our students hone their skills of communication, 
build their self-confidence and push their own comfort levels, becoming well-rounded, self-aware people. At GIIS, we have programs, maker spaces, student innovation labs and environmental labs to encourage students to explore new ways to approach problem solving. Our state-of-the-art lecture spaces and theatres are a perfect amphitheatre for the GIIS Leadership Lecture Series and Entrepreneurship Programs. Students can engage with industry leaders, visiting experts and conduct their own student council sessions in a professional environment. Beyond academics, we believe in developing good human beings. Drawing on the knowledge and teachings of Mahatma Gandhi as well as other world leaders, we have a dedicated space for students to expand their knowledge and reflect on the values we teach. These lessons of compassion, tolerance and care for others are then practiced through the various programs we run here on campus and in the community. At GIIS, we understand that in today's ever-changing world of technology and external influences, it is necessary to equip students with essential life skills. Our skills-based labs actively promote honing inherent talent of our students and encourage them to explore possibilities for their future. Our Nine Gems Framework is carefully woven into every element of the GIS ecosystem. Each design, each feature and learning space has been carefully designed to support maximum leverage of a pedagogy. Balancing academia with extracurricular activity and universal values to help shape our students into well-rounded and responsible citizens of the future. You're listening to GIS Radio, the Global Indian International School Dubai Radio Station with me, RJ Vishwajit. Today I'm here to present Oliver Twist book review. So, one of my favorite Oliver books. Twist is a book written by the massively talented Charles Dickens back in the late 1830s and still remains one of the most famous books till date with the phrase Oliver Twist becoming a metaphor to describe someone who shows lack of disrespect or as someone who requests more than what was given to them. The book focuses on an orphan who went through a lot of hardship following his mother's death at childbirth and the mysterious absence of his father. He is forced to go through a lot of challenges and has a lot of experience that a boy of his age, personality and character shouldn't have to go through. In the end, after everything he faces, the main character Oliver Twist ultimately finds light at the end of his tunnel and lives the rest of his life as happy and well taken care of lad. Let's dive straight into the, my book review of Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens and go on the rough and almost unbearable journey through young life with Oliver young Oliver was brought into the world and is immediately touched on on earth. Lady Luck took one look at him and wished him hardship and suffering. His father disappeared under mysterious circumstances and his mother died after giving birth to him, thus making him an orphan at birth and forced to be raised with fellow orphans in an orphanage. At the age of nine, Oliver was taken to a workhouse where he toiled for hours with little food. Although it didn't take long before he was sent off to go work for Mr. Sorberry, an undertaker. He then built up the courage to request for more food than originally given with the famous words, Please, sir, I want some more. Oliver's trouble seemed to continue as Mrs. Sowery loathed, maltreated, and undoffed him when Mr. Sowery wasn't around. 
One day, Oliver got in a fight with the much bigger Noah Claypole. His fellow appearance, after he Noah insulted Oliver's mother, but Mrs. Sorberry intervened and helped Noah beat Oliver. Oliver would later be beaten by Mr. Sorberry after being told lies and asked to do so by his wife. Once it was a daybreak, Oliver snuck out and ran away on a foot to London to look for a better life. This is the point that marks the growth and maturity in Oliver as he realizes how people are wicked and Mr. how they Brown, shouldn't be trusted. The gentleman whose handkerchief was stolen later took an Oliver twist after finding out the boy has a good and innocent heart and showered him with the love he has lacked all his life. However, like all great movies and books, the twist is introduced. The story takes a U-turn and our hero is kidnapped by Fagin and his bands and his cohorts. In the end, the mystery surrounding Oliver's life was uncovered and it was revealed that he has a whole time of inheritance that Fagin and his cohorts were trying to steal. Justice was served to each and every one of them. And Oliver Twist lived his life happily ever after. When he after. was approaching London, Oliver encountered two boys, the Artful Dodger and Charlie Bates. Now, as one who has been through a lot of hardship, you would expect Oliver to be more spectacular about forming relationships with people. But our hero was easily swayed by the free meal Dodger offered him and the promises of being provided a place to rest rent-free by an old gentleman in London. In fairness, anyone in Oliver's shoe would have fallen for this sweet word spoken by Dodger. The generous old gentleman turned out to be a Fagin, a notorious criminal who picked two young boys up from the streets and turned them to pickpockets while with them. Oliver believed they all made an honest living making handkerchiefs and wallets till he went on a handkerchief making adventure with Dodger and Bates. Things hit the fan when Dodger and Bates stole the handkerchief of a suspecting gentleman who caught the obvious confused Oliver after his pals already Overall, this fled book the is a lovely read and it has a lot of teachings. It covers the way orphans are mistreated in orphanages. It also prepares people and teaches them not to expect kindness from everyone they meet as there are some really terrible people out there in the world. The only thing of putting about this book is the fact that Oliver didn't seem to learn from all his experiences and for all the courage he showed when he requested for more food, he never really stood up for himself in the face of oppression. Overall, I give this book a 9 out of 10. That's all for me. So this is RJ Vishwajit signing out. Have a great day. I believe that I am special. I believe in a world with no boundaries. I believe that I am special. I believe I'm a sum of many positives. I believe that I am special. I believe in excellence and facing every test. Global is the way I am. Global is the way to be. best at the world's most awarded school, Global Indian International School. I believe that I am special. I believe in a world with no boundaries. I believe that I am special. I believe I'm a sum of many positives. I
the world's most awarded school, Global Indian International School. Hello friends, I am RJ Soumya live on GIS Radio. It has been a very long vacation for me, but I am back with a new topic that is Drop Everything and Read, a chat show with me RJ Soumya. So let's begin the show with my favorite music. habit that one needs to develop in life. Good books can inform you, enlighten you and lead you in the right direction. There is no better companion than a good book. Reading is important because it is good for your overall well-being. Once you start reading, you experience a whole new world. When you start loving the habit of reading, you eventually get addicted to it. Reading develops language, language skills and vocabulary. Reading books is also a way to relax and reduce stress. It is important to read a good book at least for a few minutes each day to stretch the brain muscles for healthy functioning. Books really are your best friends as you can rely on them when you are bored, you are upset, you are depressed, you are lonely, you are annoyed. They will accompany you anytime you want them and enhance your mood. They share with you the information and knowledge anytime you need. Good books always guide you to the correct path in life. Friends, it also helps you develop positive thinking. It is important because it develops your mind and gives you excessive knowledge and lessons of life. Reading helps you understand the world around you better. It keeps your mind active and enhances your creative ability. Reading also improves your vocabulary and develops your communication skills. It helps you to learn how to use, use your language creatively. Not only does it improve your communication, but it also makes you a better writer. Good communication is important in every aspect of your life. Friends, do you know books enable you to have a glimpse into cultures, traditions, arts, history, geography, health, psychology and several other subjects and aspects of life. You get an amazing amount of knowledge and information from books. Reading a good book takes you in a new world and helps you relieve your day-to-day -day stress. It has several positive effects on your mind, body and soul. It stimulates your brain muscles and keeps your brain healthy and strong. When I read a book, I read it for, for pleasure. I just indulge myself in reading and experience a whole new world. You know friends, once I start reading, I get so involved that I never want to leave it until I finish. 
it gives a lot of pleasure to read a good book and cherish it for a lifetime friends do you know that this annual nationwide campaign happens on april 12 honoring the birthday of much loved author beverly clary who passed who recently passed away at the age of 104 clary included references to deity in her famous book ramona quimby age 8 but the original history of beverly's introduction to dear day is a little unclear as two stories are circulating the web one account says uh, her own children observed dear day at school this theory states that beverly's own children took part in dear day when they were young and she loved the idea so much that she wrote the activity into her book the other claims it was fans of her books who told clary about dear day and she liked the concept well enough to use it as a plot device for ramona and her classmates either way it's clear to see uh, clary thought it was a great idea and something to celebrate If you would like to dive into the legacy of Beverly Clary and Dear Day, then try to explore some fun links at home, like reading books, um, and uh, watching uh, some uh, book series or etc. Friends, do you know that the idea for drop everything and read was actually started when we read Beverly Clary's Ramona Quimby age 8 drop everything and read plays a minor role in the story helping ramona to avoid chatting with a student she doesn't want to since the appearance of dear is in miss clary's book teachers students and families have been celebrating drop everything and read day many groups even celebrate dear day on beverly clary's birthday april 12 i hope that you understood the importance of dear day now it's our responsibility to spread the information of dear day to others like our friends families relatives friends we have to encourage others about drop everything and read every day throughout the year the goal of the program is to promote people to make reading a regular part of their routine whether they are reading solo or together with their classmates parents or friends so go ahead and join the millions of families schools bookstores and communities who have participated throughout the years and pledge to drop whatever you are doing in order to read a good book friends now i will tell you how can we participate in dear day you can participate by hosting a drop everything and read event at your location or somewhere else during the month of april As an individual you can participate by attending an event in your community or by reading at home with your children siblings or friends friends this is for this week meet you next week with new songs and new topic till then goodbye good i believe that i am special i believe in a world with no boundaries i best at the world's most awarded school global indian international school to gis radio the global indian international school radio station with ashan 
Today I'm going to present you some of my melodies and also a poem which I really like. Down the way where the nights are gay and the sun shines daily on the mountain top, I took a trip on a sailing ship, but when I reach Jamaica, I made a Its name is A Poison Tree. I was angry with my friend. I told my wrath. My wrath did end. I was angry with my foe. I told it not. My wrath did grow. And I watered in fears, night and morning with my tears. And I sunned it with smiles and soft deceitful wiles. And it grew both day and night, till it bore an apple bright. And my foe beheld it shine, and he knew that it was mine. And into my garden stole, when the night had veiled the pole. In the morning glad, I see my foe outstretched beneath the tree. Thank you.